7. If you have your Bible there. And uh, David, in this wonderful psalm, uh, demonstrates the blessings of being a believer. You know, at times we think, well, uh, the struggle that we have at times, well, is it worth it? Well, we know it's worth it. But we have an enemy, as we were reminded this morning, who is ever trying to cast us down and saying, well, you fool, you know, you, you follow Jesus Christ, and, uh, and yet life's hard, isn't it? And yet we need often to be reminded of some of the blessings that are ours who um, follow Jesus Christ uh, day in, day out, year in um, and year out. And I think we're in constant danger of uh, minimizing our incredible privileges. And um, I remember reading a newspaper article a little while back of a bag lady. Maybe you've seen them in London. Uh, these dear souls and this one particular lady um, about four massive shopping bags uh, with all her sort of worldly goods in there. And she just had nowhere to, to, to live. And uh, I've seen a number of them over the years. And uh, just these poor souls walking around with these massive bags, all that they own in those bags. And yet, this particular lady, and she's quite a character in the West End of London, she died and it was discovered that she owned an absolute fortune. And yet she lived as a, as a pauper. I couldn't help thinking that uh, isn't that the danger that we who have every spiritual blessing in Christ sometimes live as paupers. And we have all these tremendous riches that we don't enjoy. Well, Psalm 27, just looking at the context here, it was written at a time of great distress, a time of great uncertainty for, for David. Um, he's being pursued by King Saul. Um, he's being hunted like a dog. His very life was at stake. Uh, and, of course, the strange thing is that um, uh, he's been anointed as king. Um, he, there was a, a, an awareness that God has tremendous plans for him. And yet there was that mysterious uh, period in his life that he is just on the run and, as I say, being hunted like an animal, ferociously pursued by this uh, psychotic King Saul, and uh, so is, is, is the, the fact he could lose his life. It was a reality, uh, and and he felt the sense of death, and, and fear filled his heart, and he was just running from one place to a, to another, with that awareness that his life could be taken at any time. Now, it's always easy for us. We we look back on these things, and we we, we know how it ends, <laughs> but of course he didn't. As we've got to bear in mind, when we see people going through their traumas in the scriptures, we look back and, you know, from the comfort of our, of our armchairs, cup of tea at hand, well, what's the problem? You know, but these are, are real people with real fears and, and, and real um, uh, terror going through their, their hearts day and night. And certainly that was David's situation here. And so although um, he's going to be king, um, there was this time of intense distress first. Uh, and really, I think even for us, there's, there's a lesson in that. Uh, one day we're going to reign with Christ, and yet this is the time of distress down here, isn't it? We're going to reign with Jesus Christ. We are co-heirs with Christ. Nothing will stop that. God has planned it. God has decreed it. Uh, we're, we're, we're bound up as his people. Uh, there's... The, the covenant's been sealed by precious blood. Um, God who began that 
good work in us. We'll bring it to completion. And yet this is our time of tribulation, isn't it, down here? And so uh, although in our mind we, 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 we plan we're going to live this trouble-free life, we, we naturally are longing for heaven, aren't we? We, we? we naturally want to avoid any kind of distress and, uh, and heartache and sickness and sorrow. And yet, just like the unbeliever, we go through those times. And um, so, um, first, the battle. Uh, before we get to glory, this is our time of battle and, and distress. So we can share with David in that aspect, certainly. Now, um, this psalm, like um, many of the psalms, um, I mean, beautiful literature, and yet not disconnected. Now, the, these are, are real emotions, aren't they? When we read the psalms, um, these are real people with real struggles, and yet with uh, a real hope in God. So um, David's source of strength, and we're going to be looking at that, um, his hope is in God. It's so plain as we go through, so we can identify with this. Um, we're children of God. If, you, if you're trusting Jesus Christ, um, this is for you to draw upon. If you're not trusting Jesus Christ, oh, it's madness. <laughs> I mean, when you... When you see the struggles that people have, you think, Lord, how can they manage? I mean, life is tough, isn't it? You know, the, the, the world in which we're living is such a troubled world. Uh, and we who are Christians, it's tough enough for us. But how do people manage without any hope? And they could die at any time. And they just don't know what is ahead of them. There's that uncertainty. And so, you know, we, we have the peace of God. We who are believers... We have God's peace in our heart. How do people manage? So if you're not a Christian tonight, this is the light to say, Lord, I need this hope. What a fool I am ever to try and make it on my own. So this is God's inspired word. It's not just a nice psalm. It's God's word for us. David's God is our God. And we're going to see it pays to trust God, <laughs> to have faith in God. Um, we, we should draw on the comfort of that day by day, moment by moment. So we'll look at some of the blessings that David in, enjoyed. Um, they provided him with comfort. They should provide us with comfort too. So we'll look at the first one here, and it simply is protection. David enjoyed protection. The opening verses, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom? Shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. God was his stronghold, his, his protector, his guardian. And um, I said this morning that we're living in enemy territory. That's true, isn't it? So we're forever in need of that sense of God being our guardian, our protector. God is for us. God is with us. God is over us. God is around us. All those kinds of comforts that we have. And, and the truth is God is for us today. God is always for his people. The Lord is the stronghold 
of my life. And uh, we can say that as a Christian, can't we? we? We need to talk to ourselves. God is the stronghold of my life. Uh, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. And so we draw on all these tremendous pictures. Um, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in time of trouble. So we All the time we're drawing in God's word. We're not just thinking, that's a nice thought. That's a nice psalm. But we're, but we're by faith, we're laying hold of that. And we're running into that place of refuge. And we're reminding ourselves that God is my refuge and my strength. Therefore, I will not fear. Notice how it, there's, it's, it's good psychology, isn't it, besides anything else. I will not fear. We're reasoning with ourselves here. Why am I afraid? I will not fear. God is my protector, and I will trust in him. So it's pretty plain that David is doing that in this time of trouble. He's reminding himself that, that he has a stronghold in, in God. And then perspective we, we, we see here so clearly that, that as he came to God, everything changed. When he put God in the right place, everything changed. Maybe let's read the next couple of verses. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. So what's David doing here? Well, he's entering God's presence. He's placing himself in, in the very presence of God by faith. Um, notice that priority there. One thing I've desired. You can, you can see the, the, the priority that, that enables him to have perspective. He, he, he's, putting things down to, he's trimming it down to basics now. What, what is the great priority? Well, one thing. This is what I need to do to, 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 to make God my, my chief goal, to see things from his Point of, point of view and, and um, by faith David enters God's presence and, uh, and his problems shrink to the right size when God comes when, when he comes into God's presence everything seems to be its right size we, we see this actually in Psalm 73 don't we the, the psalmist in Psalm 73 he's having doubts and he's looking around at the wicked and they seem to be doing very well his people got, uh, got no, no trust in God and, uh, and their strength is firm. This is Psalm 73. They're not in trouble. They're not plagued. Uh, they're proud uh, and they're violent. The eyes bulge with abundance. They've got more than their heart could wish. They scoff. They speak wickedly. And he begins to have doubts. He's looking at people who are totally godless and thinking, well, <laughs> is it worth being a believer? What, what, what's the point in me serving God and, and he said, all oh, this was too painful for me, verse 17 of Psalm 73, until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their end. In other words, when he came into God's presence and saw things from an eternal perspective, he thinks, wow, everything changes. He begins to see the, the blessing of belonging to God that the eternal security he has, they don't have. 
they're, they're on slippery ground. They're, 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 they're walking on a cobweb that can snap any moment and land in hell. And uh, God will cast them down to destruction. In a moment, he says. And then there's that great contrast. How foolish I was like a brute beast before you. Uh, nevertheless, I'm continually with you. This is how he's getting perspective back now. And um, you, know, you hold me by your right hand. Uh, you, you guide me with your counsel. Afterward, you will receive me into glory. So, to get back to David in Psalm 27, one thing, he says, one thing I need to do is to get into God's presence, see things from his perspective. And uh, everything changes uh, because he puts God in his right place there. God becomes uttermost and, and foremost, and it puts us in our right place. When we come to God's presence, we get in our right place. We begin to see ourselves. We're in Christ. This is what we are. I, I'm, a, I'm a person in Jesus Christ. I'm safe. Uh, I think I said in my prayer, what, what a marvel that is. I'm in Christ. Christ is in me. So all the time, these are truths that we know, but we're feeding on them now. That's what David is here. This one thing I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to seek God all the days of my life and so when we come into God's presence everything becomes the right size whether it's our struggles uh, and all our fears and worries and sorrows or whether it's our enjoyments and, and good things they all they all even out there's a steadiness there's a a, a kind of a, a consistency here and um, we notice with people who are not Christians their lives are ups and downs life's great life's awful it's great. It's, it's murder. You know, and, and it's that kind of... You know, people are manic one minute. There's a kind of mania, isn't there? Manic. Everyone's whipped up. And then they're, they're, they're cast down, aren't they? It's a weekend's coming. Way down the pub. And, and oh, Monday. <laughs> or, hey, holiday time. Back to work. And it's that kind of thing. Uh, but with, with, with believers, now we, we enjoy nice things. It's good to have good things. But there, there's an evenness. So, so we're not too cast down by, by the struggles. And we're not too lifted up by the joys. There's a kind of a, not, not stoicism, uh, you know, every day is the same. <laughs> but, but, uh, but our hope is in God. He is the rock. He never changes. And the joys that come from him give us a constant flow of, of, of joy into our lives. So that's perspective that David, so he, he, he has a protector in God, he has perspective, he comes into God's presence, but really connected with that is, is the, the privilege of being able to come to God at any time. It's something we can take for granted, we actually can come, maybe I'll read some of those verses again. One thing I've desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. So he's coming into God's presence. Maybe verse, verse 8. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, will I seek. So it's the privilege of being able to come into God's presence anytime from anywhere. David knows that wherever he might be, that when he calls out to God, God will hear him. Now, the, these are all things we, we know, of course. 
um, that we can come to God. God doesn't keep office hours, and we use all the little phrases, and uh, and, and yet when that really sinks in, and uh, I don't want to bore you with my jet with my jet lag, but you know when you're in bed in the middle of the night, you think, oh, why is I'm here wide awake? I might as well talk to God. You know, and I think, oh Lord, thank you. That's, I can do something. I can't, I, I can't the sheep. That didn't work. Well, I've talked to God. What a fool I am. So, um, but the fact is that we can come to God at any time. And, and uh, well, what a, what a privilege that is. So David knows that God loves him. That, that God isn't going to say, oh, it's not David again, is it? You know, we tend to have that feeling that, oh, I don't want to bother you, God. Do you mind if I... You know, God delights. It, we, we delight God when we come to him. That's why he's there. He, he is our God, he is our Father, and he loves us to, to come to him. And uh, so there is that lovely little verse there. When you said, seek my face, this is the response, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. There is that response there, isn't it? That, that willingness, Lord, here I am. So uh, there is that privilege being able to come to God. Then in verse 10, it's the blessing of parentage. When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Um, parents have a special place, don't they? Uh, if you're a parent, you have a special place. Um, and uh, when parents die, it leaves an enormous void, doesn't it? And, uh, and even when they're old... Well, um, Colin and I were taking part in a funeral this, this week and, and the, the dear saint who died um, Alan Toms, he was 96 and uh, so we all that was expected and yet there was still a tremendous loss still a, still a great loss this, this, this parent dies this, this father who's been there and grandfather he's been there but he's no longer there, tremendous loss and uh, so there was a void uh, I remember when Gwen, my, my wife, when, when her mum died, Gwen would say, um, oh, it's Saturday morning, better phone mum. Oh, she's not there. You know, there is that loss, isn't there? And, and so, uh, but if parents reject us, and that's the context of the verse here, there's nothing more painful when parents reject a child. There's a TV program, I don't know if it's still on, I think it was a series, uh, about... Um, um, children who've been given away by their birth mother at, at birth and great pressure in those days if there was a single mum especially to, to, to get the child adopted and uh, so they, they, they would trace the, 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 the idea was to bring the mother and the child back and sometimes 30, 40, 50, 60 years had gone by and they would try and you know, reconcile, bring back the, 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 the two, the, two the, the, the mother who gave the, the child away and that child and the first question almost every time from the child the child might have been 78 years old but mum why did you give me away that was always the first question because the mother would be in tears great pressure I didn't want to and all the rest of it you know. but all through those years the, that, that question had been in the heart why did my mother reject me and that's how they saw it or if you saw the tremendous documentary on uh, Mo Farah, the, the, the runner. And that's not his real name. He, he, he was trafficked into the country, but 
it was his mother actually who, who gave him away and so they, they showed going, went going back into Somalia land I think it was and the question but why did you why did you send me away and so 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 that's the that's the pain of rejection here and uh, and and also in fact there are there are I mean you know if you, if you read open doors or Barnabas fund and you pray for believers there um, I was reading a case this week of how this uh, person was um, not just rejected by the family but beaten up and burned they threw petrol over this man set fire to him well I, I know that you didn't have time to um, it, it's just not natural to, to reject a child that's what we're saying here it, it isn't it isn't natural but in fact Jesus said didn't he in Matthew 10 that um, sometimes for the sake of the gospel um, is it Matthew 10 34 I'll read out those verses don't think I came to bring peace on earth I didn't come to bring peace but a sword said the Lord Jesus I've come to set a man against his father a daughter against her mother a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law man's foes will be those of his own household so painful when someone is rejected by uh, a parent some while ago I read um, the, the life of Bethan Lloyd-Jones Martin Lloyd-Jones uh, wife and um, fascinating account and uh, when she was a little girl uh, it was during the 1904 revival she was in Wales and God was moving mightily in South Wales well a lot of Wales um, but they were um, a lovely home and uh, godly home and she was speaking about she was staying with her aunt Annie I think it was and who should be staying with her aunt Annie at that time but Evan Roberts Evan Roberts was the, the great instrument of the 1904-05 Welsh revival and uh, he was taking meetings in the area and staying with uh, this aunt Annie had a room up there anyway um, Beth and Lloyd Jones only a girl at the time there's a knock at the door and uh, she answers the door and there's this disheveled, uh, very worried-looking young man, late teens. I said, can I come in? Um, he, he knew that Evan Roberts was staying there. He said, can I, can I have a word with Evan Roberts? And Aunt Annie says, well, I'll, I'll go and ask him. But Evan Roberts was up in the room praying. I says, sorry, I'm preparing. I can't come down now. So Aunt Annie goes to the lad and says, I'm sorry, he can't see you. He's, um, um, he's preparing. But the young man's distraught and, and tearful. And um, so she goes back again and, and says, well, please, if, if you can't see this young man, can you give him a word? So he said, well, well, we'll tell that young man, Psalm 27, verse 10. And Annie goes down, opens the big family Bible on the kitchen table, reads out this verse to the young man. When my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take care of me. The young man burst into tears of relief what had happened is he'd become a Christian the night before at one of Evan Roberts meetings gone home told his parents they'd thrown him out and um, but Evan Roberts obviously a word given by God but that was the verse his parents had rejected him but when father and mother forsake us then the Lord will take us in the Lord will care for us and rejection is hard, isn't it? I'm sure we all know something of the pain of rejection. 
Um, sometimes we're our faith, but sometimes not. Um, but to have a friend who will never leave us, who, who sits closer than a brother, again, there's that comfort there, isn't there? That though the whole world should forsake us, to know that Jesus will never leave us, never forsake us, not for a moment. His love is constant. He's not a fair-weather friend. In season, out of season. People are fickle. Even those nearest to us who love us are fickle. But the Lord's love towards us is absolutely constant. And we will love, the Lord saw, we will love before the foundation of the world. Incredible, isn't it? Before God created the universe, he knew us in his heart, in his mind, and he loved us. It's, this is astounding. I'm going, I'm going through Galatians and just been um, into Ephesians. And, you know, God predestined us. In love, he predestined us. We were marked out. The word means marked out. Uh, knowing the very worst about us. <laughs> and it's not that God saw something in us. No, God saw the very worst about us, and yet he loved us. Why? Because he loved us. It's, you go around in circles with that, don't you? So this God, his love will never, ever let us go, and that's what David is anchoring his heart in now, that he's loved by, he has a savior, a redeemer, that he has a father. We have a father in heaven. We see this more clearly. We, from a New Testament perspective, God has lavished his love upon us been adopted adopted it's enough to be forgiven isn't it it's wonderful if god said you are forgiven your sin that's wonderful but for him then to say right i'm taking you home now <laughs> i'm adopting you to my family well these things are too wonderful for us to really grasp but that's it really the blessings of being a believer protection god is our guardian our keeper uh, perspective that we come into God's presence, we see this world as it really is, our lives as they really are. Privilege, the intimacy of a relationship with God. Parentage, uh, that he loves us and we belong to him. We could add another one here really, and it is praise, isn't it? Um, his praise shall continually be in my mouth, uh, David says elsewhere. And so uh, it's amazing how many psalms start in the depths and end up in praise. Again, it's that matter of uh, perspective, I think. Well, we live in a world of constant change, don't we? Constant change and fear. Uh, and the media is doing its best to whip us up into fear and panic. Yet we need to uh, anchor ourselves in this, that we have an unshakable confidence. Verse 13, David said, I would have lost heart. And this I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. This is the land of the dying, isn't it? <laughs> We're going to the land of the living. It was Warren Wiersbe who said, The secret of David's public confidence was his private obedience. I, getting back there, I think, to the joy of obedience. Well, we don't know what the future holds, do we? Um, but we know the one who holds the future. It's not just a cliche. It really is a great truth. And so we need to anchor uh, ourselves into God. Let's pray.
We want to thank you, God, that you never change. You are from everlasting to everlasting. One day, Lord, you will toss aside these, this massive universe as though it were an old shirt, an old garment, and create a new heavens and a new earth. But we thank you, Lord, that uh, to be in the kingdom of God is to be in a kingdom that will never be shaken. Thank you, Lord, that we will never be shaken. We might feel that we're being shaken. But thank you, Lord, that we are safe and secure. We're not just saved, but we are safe. And you're able to keep those who are yours. So, Father, we pray, enable us to keep a position of faith, to be anchored in your word, and uh, so that our hearts will not fear. Father, hear us as we give you thanks in Jesus' name. We're going to close with uh, 766. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. 766.
But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Amen.